Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Almost the end of the summer, chaps. It's been a bit of a strange one. I think we can all agree. Just a bit. Certainly has. Certainly has. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal. What a better way to celebrate closing out the summer with some of the finest beers on the planet. I'm sure you'd agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, well, the weather's still here, isn't it? The yeah. weather's still here. Well, whether you're having a barbecue, bringing the festival to the garden, or watching some atmosphere-free football, or just uh, raising a toast to the key workers that have kept us all going, Beer 52 have the perfect beer for any occasion. What's your tipple, Chris? What's your favourite? Oh, it, it all depends. It all depends on the on the climate. You know, I like a, a nice crisp number when the sun's out. You want oh, a nice absolutely. meal. Sometimes I crack one of the chocolate numbers open. It's like, a, it's like having a pudding, isn't it? It is. It's like having a pudding. Lovely. Lovely. They do a nice milkshake one, strawberry milkshake I had the other day. Superb. Well, they're offering eight craft beers sourced and created from the best breweries on the planet for, get this, for free. All you need to do is go to www beer52.com slash kosh cover just a £5.95 postage excellent bish, bish bash bosh exactly beer52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members and they send a brand new case every month with a different theme past themes have included New Zealand South Africa Korea and uh, all from all over the USA and Europe as well I've, I've had some unbelievable Little tipples from my box. Big fan of the pale ales, I am. I'm more of an IPA man, me. I like. Is that is that not pale is that not pale ale? Might be. I don't know. Is it? (laughs) I think they're both the same thing, aren't they? (laughs) Sure, they're the same thing. To be fair, though, if you're just paying the postage, it's it's for note anyway, really, isn't it? In terms of value, you've hit the nail on the head, Johnny. True. But if you're not like me and you don't like your uh, darker beers, then you just tell them and they, they, send, they send you the ones that you like, like you said. You like they the do the standard ones. lagers, don't they? Yeah. So just get on over to www.beer52.com slash kosh and get your first case of eight crisp beers for £5.95. That's www.beer52.com slash 
Chrissy, it's Where coming. Don't you worry. But no, there's not a chance. I'm doing a Wikipedia intro. There's a man that sold 75 million records. You know who he is. You know who he is. It's Robbie doing? Williams. Hi, everybody. How by the way, by the way, it's uh, 85 million albums. Shit it's research. Way over <laughs> Shit research. One job. It's way over 100 million records. I sold 25 million records, would take that. So that's 100, yeah. All right, mate. Quick, it's give worth us a, a capital too, right? <laughs> so, um, Turn hey, up on your chair, mate. I'll give me some shit. Oh, do you know what? I've written my notes up. What a dick. Yeah. yeah. This is, I saw you last night in my dreams. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> you all, you all, all totally normal. How are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, we're all good, mate. How are you? So, um, I understand the ginger spice reference, but, um, well, what's... We what's went... What are, what let's get me Tash on, Rob. We've gone for the pop star. We've gone for the pop star. Oh, uh, you're Freddie theme. Mercury. And I want to break free. Yes. And I've got the Hoover, if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> and can you knock to Lamb oh. Share? Can you knock to Lamb Share? I was going to go with Cher. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know till half till this afternoon that we were doing fancy dress. So I've, I've worked fucking wonders, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, good. Listen, I'm loving Under the Cosh. This is how much I've loved Under the Cosh, right? So I watched everyone. And then, because I, I suffer with insomnia, so I need something in my ears while I'm trying to get to sleep. And, is that um, why you like? Is that why you like it so much? You get shit off like that? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> the, you're the you're the ambient of podcasts. So um, I um, I've listened to every single one twice now. Twice? Are you mad? Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got chainmail on. So um, <laughs> yeah. I've listened to them twice, and the only thing that can like put me to sleep is ex-footballers talking about their careers, and I've ran out of all sorts of names that I now put into the YouTube search, and I've got I've started to go to this random '90s generator football generator. Hold on. So uh, let me just shout some random footballers at you. From the nineties, because I put I put the names in just to see if they've done interviews. Fernando Nelson. Never heard, Never heard of him. Phil Stamp. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, yeah. Gin it was ginger, oh, weren't he? Uh yes. And I think and, he's a big uh, I think he's a big old boy now, Phil. If is I remember he? right. He yeah, I think. Des Little. Forrest. Yeah. Uh, I'll just do one more. I'm boring myself. <laughs> Eric, 
Eric Tinkler. Oh, Man, Stinkler. Stunk like shite. For real? Yeah. I played with Eric Tinkler. He was South African International, and he stunk like shite. <laughs> oh, my lad. Well, that, we We've had at least three players <laughs> yeah. come on and confirm that Eric Stinkler was a, you know, had a few... Had a few well, that, hygiene that issues. That was his nickname, Stinkler. Well, now, Eric, Eric Tinkler was Stinkler. He didn't know that, though. Desir is currently assistant coach at Orlando Pirates in South Africa. Being a, being a Paul Vale different... what did you think of Popey's? Uh, yeah, Popey's, Popey rocks. He's an absolute legend. I love Popey. How's the, anyway, how's the lockdown intro. going over there? Are you, I, I see you keeping yourself entertained with the, the Instagram lives. Couple of hours, at yeah. Least. The corona, yeah, corona, okey. It's um, well, we've been in lockdown for two weeks longer than the UK. Uh, they went proper bang, and uh, we were sort of in LA watching everybody still going to work in the UK and being in parks and going to the gym and doing all that and thinking, fuck you now, they don't know yet. So uh, I've done it proper because my mother-in-law's very ill. And uh, we can't afford to uh, give her, you know, anything that will finish her off. Uh, and actually like my mother-in-law, so uh, I I'm doing this uh, properly. Um, it's, been, it's been fine. There's been a, like a few days where I've thought, oh, I'm going, I'm going a bit mental. I'm going a bit mental. And then I've gone, hang on, enjoy that. You normally do. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> And um, and now I, I'm just in the swing of things. Los Angeles said that they were going to be shut down until September. Really? Is it same as, I mean, for me, it just feels like the norm now. It does, it, it does feel normal. I've got a, a routine that I do every day. Um, I, I need to have a bit of purpose in my life because left of my own devices, shit falls apart. So I, I get up and I do uh, Corona Oki on my Instagram live. And then, you know, I've got four kids. So I do dad stuff. We have a bit of food, watch a bit of tally. And then uh, my wife goes to sleep and I play golf online until six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen all of your, um, I haven't seen all your Instagram lives, but if you could sing one karaoke song, the best of all time, in your opinion, what would you get up and sing? I could sing one karaoke song. The best. Oh, it's going to be Sweet Caroline, I think. Yeah. That's only one that I can sing. And, and I do sing it fucking horrendously. But it's only one I <laughs> well, can sing. I do. I, I, I get my dad. My dad's a comedian and a singer. And he comes on tour with me. And he, and he does a song every, every night. And we, a song or two. And they'll come on and sing Sweet Caroline with me. And it's kind of like funny being in Australia or Bosnia or wherever doing these gigs and then going, so good, so good, so good, <laughs> like that. And the whole, the whole crowd just going. What the fuck is going on? Apparently, apparently we're the only ones that go, so good, so good, so good. <laughs> And I'm so, glad, I'm so glad we are, by the way. I'm so glad we are. Fuck Robin, the we did some a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was on one of our quiz nights. A song in the style of a club singer. You know Vic Reeves' club singer? 
Would you yeah. mind giving us, giving us a rendition from of shooting, anything from and see if we can stars. get us? Yeah, shooting stars. Uh, anything, anything. Yes. See if we can get it. Okay. Me pitta patu, pitta patu, hit bait, hurt him a metu, hit potato, put up the bait, put up the bait, put up the me but the battle. Start with me not to. I dip a day to put out the bait. Hey, are they bought? Are they bought that one? Are they bought that? Are they bought that version of it? Donny, me and you wouldn't have gotten that in a million years. It's much better. Wouldn't have gotten in a million years. Can I do another one? Mate, you can do as many as you want, pal. All right then. It's not one of mine. Okay. Do big, but do the beat, but pay the beat, you bet the boo. Nanny, but did we have the dead up to the boo? Have the boat about to feel the way I do about you now. Blur. What a fun game. Hey, there's, um, there's many reasons, many reasons I couldn't have been a professional footballer. My touch was shit. Uh, mine were, uh, my, I did. mine were, so we, we're both on the I same no level. Pace. My, two, I had no two out, two out of two, Robbie, two out of two. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't uh, take mental pictures of the pitch and know where things were going next. The other one is, I can't shit in cups or other people's beds. <laughs> or, uh, yes, you can. On, so that's never on happened the on tour? On the, yeah, actually, we used to do that in Gary Barlow's room. Only <laughs> Gary Barlow's room. And I can you imagine they were furious. Were they furious with it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was furious. Hey, did you ever put cling film on toilet seats? My yeah. dad cling film. Uh, dad was a bastard the, for it. Yeah, yeah, so we used to do that with Gary's room. Uh, we, we never, I mean, I pissed on his bathroom floor once. We never did a shit, but we used to wipe our asses with toilets, toilet roll, and then stick it under his pillow. So we never actually went <laughs> the, was, the extra mile of shit in, never a full in his bed. But never but a full walk. You've almost shit we, in his bed, haven't you? Yeah, but if we uh, reform... Something on the to-do list. <laughs> Bobby, who's the partner in crime? Then, if, if we're talking, take that prank. In take that. Yeah. Um, Howard Donald's big prankster, uh, but uh, sort of like the partner in crime for going out would be would have been me and Mark Owen back in the day. Um, I got this. I got this scar here because of Howard Donald. Very drunk in Switzerland, uh, in the in the reception of a hotel. There was a fountain in the hotel, and 
very drunk and he pushed me in and there was rocks at the bottom. It's not a very good story. I'm not, I'm not going to tell it on Graham Norton, but we uh, I banged him. <laughs> shit ones for us. I banged, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did throw the shit one. I banged my head, split it open, got loads of, um, um, what's it called, stitches, and then wrapped my head up and went out raving. I thought I was really hard. So this is because of how. Hey, you, were like, you were like the pop star Teddy Butcher, weren't you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you were the pop exactly. star Teddy Butcher. A bit Can of you imagine? Down, like, Fuck it, I'm still going. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine owning that England top that Terry Butcher bled on? What a, what a fucking fantastic piece Where of memorabilia. In I hope fact, he has an auction. In though. fact, if that exists, I will buy it off anybody. Robbie, I asked this question as well on Saturday. If you had one song to be played every time you finished having sex, what would you choose? Your personal choice? Do you know that song that goes, One is the loneliest number that has ever been. <laughs> That one, <laughs> or, uh, or, or no, or in my case, it would be because of the, you know, because of the early jizz arrival. It would have been, I did it again. <laughs> See, Robbie, I went with, I've got to get out of this place. If it's the last thing I ever last do. Thing I ever do. <laughs> yeah, mine would be, oops, I did it again. Or, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, just... then, and then and then it would be sort of like if it had been the late 90s when I'd done very well it would have been oops I did it again segueing into I live in a house a very big house in the country <laughs> does it impress them on, on, a, on, a, on, a, like, on a serious note do you know would like if going back to being 16 years old would you rather have been Robbie Williams or Cristiano Ronaldo well, Would you either be the uh, biggest, like a, a, a superstar pop star or a superstar footballer? Well, let me let me put it this way for you, to you, right? So I play stadiums all the way around the world, which is fucking amazing. Do you want to be one of 22 that fill the San Siro or do you be the one person that stands in front of the San Siro and goes, let's fucking have it? Yeah, I've... I've had, this, I've, had, I've had this argument with lads for years. I'd, I'd rather be, not just because, I'd rather be Robbie Williams than fucking Lionel Messi, 100%. I'd rather be well, the top of my game I, at singing or entertaining than the top of the game at football. Well, this is what, this is, because like, I, I often get really scared before I go on and do gigs. Not so much these days, but I used to, there was like one tour, the Take the Crown tour, uh, I'd get like immense stage fright and before and I used to have to tell myself things to get myself on stage and um, the one, one of the things for that tour that I used to tell myself was you're on more than Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo and that would make me go <laughs> and then I, I'd sort of like I, I'd sort of I, I would then arrive out of this thing above the stadium and go, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck fuck you, was, Christian. Was, fuck you. Fuck off, you <laughs> handsome bastard. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, but it, it, it was all tricks that I needed to, uh, to get myself in a place where I could go and attack the gig, you know. 
So that's not like something that I think on a day-to-day basis. Um, it's just what I needed to do that particular tour. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely, positively would rather be me. I, the, and the other thing about it is I'm 46. I'm still in them stadiums. So I can carry yeah. on playing. You know. Yeah, as right. opposed to footballs, they've got to... There's going to be a shelf life. There's a time limit on it. How did, you, how did you deal with it when you were younger, Robbie? Do you know when you were 18, say 17, 18, how did you 16, deal with that man. pressure? Yeah. Of, of, um, into that kind of limelight. Well, intake that, it was a lot easier because there was four other lads, you know, and... To uh, take te- te- a bit the, of the flack. Yeah, the, um, the onus wasn't on me and solely on me. It were though, Which really, was, Robbie. It were really. Well, it I, were I really. Insisted, I did insist <laughs> on it, Ian. Well, it's not, I, uh, we can't paint it up. We can't brush it about. It, it was really all about you, Rob. Hey, listen, from from your mouth to God's ears. So I, it was when I rejoined. Take that. It was a shitload of fun. I had the best time, and also. When you're on stage and you're doing stadiums and you're looking around you, you con- I'm constantly thinking of what's the next thing I can do, say, be, behave, sing, wink, smile, move, you know. And you, you sort of don't get to take it all in. So when I was with Take That and I rejoined them again, I can thought I can just sit at the back here and have a look at this fucking stadium full of people and take, take this it, take all it in. in. Yeah. And, and experience what's happening. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's like, it's like you with um, big games. I'm sure big games pass you by within the blink of an eye and you don't know you've really had them. It's only after, it's only after that I appreciate how, much, how many big games that we played in. I don't know about you, Johnny. But For me, at, mate, the time, I, at the time, I didn't. I, I never, I never saw any any game as a big game as such until it were like, do you know, the last game of the season when we got promoted with Stoke, right? That were a big game because it meant it paid for my wedding, it paid for the deposit for my house. You know what I mean? It were only a, it, in the time you think, I don't know, you're playing away at you're playing away at Newcastle, right? And there's forty five thousand. You don't really think of it as a big game. It's just another game of football. But yeah. you know what? You you've just compared it. The first thing that comes into your head at the time is money. You think? Yeah. So that's so that's why that was why it was a big game for me. Yeah. So it's only afterwards. Do you know if you look back now, Johnny, and you go, "Fuck me, I got promoted to the Premier League." That's yeah, a big I, achievement for for anybody. Anybody watching this is a massive achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know yeah. when you you know when you lads start speaking and I haven't spoken for a bit, I start to <laughs> resume the role of person that's listening to your, uh, your under the cosh thing. <laughs> and then I, I start getting sleepy. I've got a cup of coffee, Rob. If you were arranging a game of Wembley doubles in your back garden, who would be the first pick? Who would you want by your side to go to battle? Wembley doubles, what, like headers and volleys? Nah, it's, it's a yeah, different... Yeah, Wembley's doubles is headers and volleys for me. Is yeah, it? it is me yeah. as well. Nah, Wembley double is when the keeper kicks it as high as he can and it's just a free-for-all. You've got you and your mate. Uh, what about one-man Wembley, yeah? yeah. One-man Wembley, yeah, yeah. 
don't know what you call it, but I call it Wembley doubles. Well, I'll tell you what I'd, I'd actually need because I've got arthritis in my back. So I'd actually need an anithnetist <laughs> to partner with me. <laughs> so I, I can't actually now put my leg, I can't put my foot through a ball without me being in like traction for the next month. So it'd be whoever's got drugs. I think I'd go with Sean Ryder. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a good right left peg on him, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's got a nose skull. See what's uh, compliments are sparse from me, but you two are looking sharp today. How, how much money do I owe you? You're looking good. Do you know why? Do you know why, why I'm good? Well, I'm not looking good, but I'm looking better than normal. Look at me, Harry's razors through, Anna. Have you? Oh, yes. You're looking like, fantastic, like, John. Like, like, like a young Mick, Mick Dundee. Like when, he, when he uses the big knife on uh, Crocodile Dundee, it's like that. <laughs> in a much safer environment, we are, we are Harry's razor. Smooth as a baby's bottom. Oh, yes. He's uh, gleaming. I know, yeah. I'm like a new man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I usually come out in spots if I have a proper shave. Uh, just under your chin. You know, and the Which one? To, the story to screw. Oh, no, then. That's a bit, uh, bit out of order. Plural. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the chins. That's probably why. That's probably why. <laughs> The sword to squeeze in all them ones, aren't they? Yeah. Little little white little whites, but the sword as fuck, aren't they? Do you, do you know about Harry's? Do you know Do you know the story behind them? though? Started by Jeff and Andy. There were just two ordinary guys who felt that all the razors were overpriced. They thought they'd fix shaving, and they knew. For good. Oh, fix it for good. Harry's knew the only way to ensure quality was to build their own factory. German precision engineering. It's not. It's not cheap stuff. It just sounds impressive, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds remarkable, in fact. Did you get the like trail set, Johnny? Yes, I did, mate, yeah. And I, the, and the weighted ergonomic handle, I like that. I didn't know it was ergonomic engineer. handle, but... Oh, it's ergonomic. It's a firm handle. Did you get your five precision engineered blades with lubricant strip and trimmer blade? I certainly did. Did you get your rich, lavered shave gel? Oof, did that, that's the thing about having, I've got no spots. Yeah, got that. I bet what you about smell your travel? fantastic as well. I can smell him from here. What about your travel blade cover? Of course I did. That's what, these, these are all what come in every pack, aren't they? They do. They do. And you can That's get well, starting then. and shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial set for just £3.95. You can support the podcast and get your trial set delivered straight to your door, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foam-shaved gel, and travel blade cover, all by going to harrys.com slash kosh, and you just get it for three ninety five. So it's not... That's just for the delivery, isn't it? Yeah, you just pay the delivery because they give you your did, trial set. You did say it's free, but it's going to cost you £3.95. It's just for the delivery, isn't it? Just the delivery charge. So, you can test it out. You're getting a lot for your money, aren't you? Yeah. You'll never go back. I'll you know, tell you. Who's your favourite footballer hey. of all time, Robbie? I suppose it's Gaza. I was, I was praying you. I was Can you relate you to him? Can you relate to Gaza, Robbie? 
in terms of personality? Yeah, I can relate to Gaza totally. Um, I mean, bless him. I can't relate to how he can't get it together to have uh, string enough days together to be well. That just absolutely breaks my heart. I love him. He's incredible company. Story after story after story uh, 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 just absolutely. And they always like it involved putting fireworks in frogs' mouths and things like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just love him to bits. Popey, he's, he's a ledge, absolute local <laughs> ledge. Um, I hope he, he's watching this. <laughs> he makes me he makes me incredibly proud you know uh, I'm also glad that I got to go back to Port Vale just recently uh, to be able to see him play um, and he sat with me for a match because he gets rested now because of the because uh, of the oldness so he sat with me for a match and we had a good natter and it was it's good, cause, good it's to because catch of Twitter, it's because of Twitter he gets rested he keeps getting fucking Twitter banned He's getting suspended, doesn't he? He's getting suspended from football for his Twitter rant. Well, here's, here's the thing. This is why Under the Cosh is so great, because people go, footballers are so boring after matches. They just do interviews and they stick to a script and blah, blah, blah. Yes, they do, because there's so much riding on every syllable that they fucking say. So it's like refreshing and great that you've created a forum where all of these people can come and talk about... The, I don't think a lot of the time when footballers are on your thing, they know people are listening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, There's like so much that they say, you know, it's so, it's, um, it's so great getting a, a, an insight into what's, what actually happens, how it actually feels. You know, unless you are Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, it doesn't seem like that much fun. Yeah, you know that obviously you've got you've got the banter and that's amazing and people say, do you miss it? Now you're not playing. I miss the banter, but a lot of it around it just seems like complete and utter fucking bullying by psychopaths. <laughs> and you sort of get you get like nice managers that people can relate to and people love, but it seems like that that like the game is littered with stories about being abused by people in power whether that's with your wages or with how your tret, as you say, you say tret, <laughs> don't you? Yes, I, I, I'll treat it. Which, which yeah. one of you, Robbie, which, out of the epi all the episodes, which one have you related to? It does, obviously, it's not. A, it's a completely different thing, football and, and being a pop star, but which one have you related to, to what somebody has actually gone through in their profession? What's his name? The guy that's incredibly talented that played for Crew and Port Vale shits on cars. Oh, Robert. Gaz Roberts. Gaz Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, because, <clears throat> you know, you, you're, you're gifted this opportunity at such an early age. You know, my in my career, it was um, you were expected to do cocaine in the 90s. You were expected to be drunk. You were applauded, you know, and uh, and so I did, and um, I, I was I could get away with a lot of stuff because you know the stage is very small, and I I don't have to run the channels on the stage. <laughs> but but the thing is, if you're feeling a bit shitty, you just get off your tits again, can't you? And you're back up there, and you can perform anyway. 
Exactly. I, 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 so what's that guy named Roberts? Gary yeah, Roberts, Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Roberts. I was like, yeah, that's me. That is. Yeah. And, and he were he were incredible. I, I, I spoke to so many people after we've done the podcast, and he was like absolutely incredible. He could have been fucking anything. Mm. Like in the football world, it could have been anything. It was that good. But I think a lot Everybody of people I've resonated as well. Said, Everybody I've spoke to has said that he, he's one, he could have been one of the best of all time. Yeah. From a young age, yeah. he could have been one of the best of all time. Is he still playing? Yeah, yeah he's at Chester. Chester. He's at Chester. Cap- I think he might be captain at Chester. I'm drinking, I'm drinking so, to create gin here. I need to go and get a tonic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being rude, Bobby. Sorry. Hey, lads, 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 check this out. I haven't had a drink. For 20 years. 20 years? 20 years. So what's you your, know what's your vice then, Robbie, now? Instagram. Uh, Singing on Instagram. I, I always find something. Uh, yeah, I find something. It's sort of like espressos, which are nature's <laughs> Nature's cooking. Uh, <laughs> I, um, see, I just channel it into different things now. I've done loads and loads of drawings just recently. I sort of get obsessed about things. I've been playing online golf, I write songs, and I've been making art. So whatever it was that needed to be self-destructive, I've now channeled it into something where I create things. Check this out. This year, I've given up chocolate, cake, and crisps. What's left? Blanket. (laughs) (laughs) it looks like a fucking alsatian knob when it comes out now, <laughs> like. what, what do you go to now then what do you go to to get your fix well let's just put it this way it's my wife's 40th birthday this year and i was very happy because she's now fits into my favorite porn category <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so obviously you've like, have you have you always had an addictive personality from being young, or do you think that's just where from being sixteen and when everything's the lifestyle for you? Um, you yeah, see, you I see think... an addictive personality. If you were playing Lego as a seven-year-old, did it have to be made before you fucking leave it, or you just say, "Ah, fuck it." No, whatever that I was, I wasn't interested in absolutely anything at all apart from that one thing. And that one thing I could concentrate on like an X-Man. You know, it would just be like, and nothing would be happening outside me apart from this one thing, which was terrible for school because school wasn't that one thing that I was good at. I left with no GCSEs, I'm dyslexic numerically that I can't add or subtract. I can't spell. Um, uh, so uh, whatever I was interested in, I was interested in a thousand percent. And when you haven't got your mum there, who sort of like dictates what you can and can't do, once that was taken away, when I joined Take That, it was like, right, then fucking do everything. So I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nobody there's no, there's no telling me I can't, fuck it. When the, when the I remember lunch... there was a moment. Gone. I, re- I remember there was a moment when I was like, I opened the fridge door and there was this whole Mr. Kipling's cake, and in my head this light went off and it just went, "You can eat all of that now." So I ate <laughs> all of that. 
<laughs> I mean, do you know and what? That was sort of like, if if he didn't make it, if he did, you know, at sixteen, everything opened up for you. If he didn't go down that route, what would you have done? Do you think, in your opinion? Well, I'd like to think that I would have chased up all opportunities oh. that I could have had, and if. Um, I got incredibly lucky. I auditioned for Take That and I got in. I was 15 when I auditioned and I was 16 when it all started to happen. Um, but, you know, I'd like to think that I would have just hounded down every opportunity to be a TV presenter or an actor or a singer or a, I don't know, uh, in the West End or locally. <clears throat> Performing was in your... I genuinely think I would have probably got in a bit of trouble because I would have had to make ends meet. And because I was a bit naughty at the time, I'd have probably have sold weed or something. And then I probably <laughs> would have been arrested. Because, but, you know. but you were you were a stubborn fucker. Like, I'm going to make some out of myself. There was no... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There was no left or right. Absolutely no left, no right. This is where I'm going. Yeah. I was completely, utterly blinkered. Look, I come from Tunstall in Stoke-on-Trent. My, um, my lineage, if I did uh, Who Do You Think You Are, it'd be like, sorry, Rob, it's a bit boring. We can't keep going back to canals and showing how they were built. But <laughs> I, um, I, I just knew in my soul that I was going to be where I am now. Yeah. thing is, we've, we've all done it at school, haven't we? When, when the teacher says to you, what are you going to do when you're older? Say we're 14, 15, before you, you hit the big time, Robbie. The teacher says, what are you going to do yeah, when they, you And you go, I'm going to be a pop star. I, I bet they were like, bollocks. No, you know, they did, yeah. He said, uh, I, wrote, I wrote a poem about it, actually. It was like a defining moment in my life. I won't recite it now. People that recite poems are dickheads. Um, <laughs> but I, I um, it, it, it was like, you know, what do you want to do? Mechanic, what do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. Got to me, what do you want to do? I want to be an actor, sir. An actor? Yeah, you, that's not going to happen for you. You should join the army. And that, you know, it's, like, it's those <laughs> moments in my life where I've, I've stored the energy of those comments and uh, used them to my advantage. And I still do that to this day. Anybody says I can't, I won't, or how shit I am, um, I have to go out, prove myself and themselves wrong. Mm. So I've sort of like, I've used the energy of bitterness and resentment and delusion, and, uh, and now I live in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Would you say you're impulsive? I'm going to wank you off a bit here now. Prepare yourself. Please. I wish, <laughs> I, I, fucking, I, wish, I wish you were in my fucking front room. <laughs> <laughs> But when I were a young lad, I was in, you know, it was all about being into the bands, being into what was cool. At the time after the initial take that stuff, no, I'm not, I'm not into Robert Williams, that's not cool. 
Do you know what I mean? And it almost seems like, as an artist, you've impulsively lived out how a lot of people like, resonate with enjoying music in terms of being part of something polished and pop, and then you know what? I've had enough of that. I want to be part. Of, I want to be something authentic, something cool, and then almost coming coming of age, if you will. Do you know what? I like a bit of swing. My dad used to like a bit of swing. I'll get into that, and then full circle again of really co- and ref- and that reflection. What the lads were talking about then, it was take that that made me, and I'm going to embrace that and I enjoy. Now, I, I've sort of like, this is what happened. You're in a boy band. Everybody that's your peer, that is one of your peers, hates boy bands. I was in a boy band, and I also shared the same musical taste as everybody my age. So there was a great embarrassment about being in Take That, uh, during Take That, as much as it was fun and it was a phenomena and it was heady and it was incredible. Underlying, running alongside that, is feeling like a cunt because you'd go in, you know. <laughs> so, so you sort of like go, yeah, I want to be Liam Gallagher. I want to go out and be that. So I did, I left wanted to be Radiohead, wanted to be Blur, wanted to be Pulp, wanted to be all of those things. And that's all kind of very important when you're that age. What's happened to me, I would say, in the last 10 to 12 years is I've, I've, gone, I've done a, one, a, a full circle and gone, actually, what did I love when I was growing up? Well, I loved Morecambe and Wise, 321. Um, I loved Cannon and Ball, Little and Large all of these mainstream things that made me feel very, very happy. And now I've gone towards the naff and away from pretending to have to be cool. I don't, yeah. I don't need or want to be cool. I just need to go towards what is actually authentically me, you know, yeah. and what is authentic me is I am, I'm very sweary, but I'm I'm eight o'clock Saturday night ITV. That's I'm Middle England. That's that's who and what I am. And now I'm of an age where I can embrace that and be that, and not feel ashamed of that. Yeah, I think that's your that's your own personal recognition of who you are and where you are. You can you can like, yeah. you, you, you don't have to play up to this persona or that persona. You can just be you. You know that everybody's going to be. Oh fuck me, it's Robbie Williams. At what point did you feel that you were in full control of that? That I'm in control of what I'm <clears throat> creating. Last Wednesday. I <laughs> 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 uh, I reckon. I reckon it's been yeah the last twelve years. But the thing is, during your twenties, I think it's very natural to try on different personas and different personalities while you while you figure out who you actually are because you know up until you're 20 your 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 son your dad's son and your mom's son and you have a sibling and that's who you are then you get released into the world and you think right who am i i'll try a bit of that i'll try a bit of that i'll try a bit of that until you lose yourself and then you recognize hey i'm a bit lost and then you mature a bit and you kind of go, actually, authentically, this is, this is what I am. But it takes a while. 
you know, and especially if you add cocaine and ecstasy and ketamine <laughs> and a low and brow onto the top of that, of course you're going to delude yourself and not know right from wrong, what's up, what's down. But I'm, you know, I'm 46, I'm middle age. Um, it's about time I knew who I was and I kind of do now, so. Was there, a point, was there a point where you became reliant on all that stuff, Robbie? Drugs. Yeah. Drugs, drink. Yeah. Yeah. Look, here's, here's the thing, right? In a world that's telling you through, through TV and song and magazines how you should be, how you should behave, who, should, who you should be act like, what you should become, if you're taking all of that information in and then you get to a 20-year-old, and you actually don't realize that you are kind of agoraphobic, kind of introverted, scared, unsure, not, what you not, not sure what you should say, how to behave or what you should do. And if you're particularly of a sensitive nature, cocaine comes along and fills in all of the blanks and instantly you are everybody to everything. And because that is my nature, because I am oversensitive, it, uh, I took cocaine because it made me feel normal. Did it even, even, want, to, even want to get, like, high? Like, you didn't even want to get there. You just wanted to get to normal. I just much. wanted to... Um, I just wanted to numb out the noises that are in my brain and mind. You know, there is, there is like, um, it's, it's not a safe place to go without adult supervision, supervision up there. And, you know, it's sort of, I didn't know all of this. This is only stuff that, of course, now I know, looking back retrospectively. But I, I needed to turn off the radio station, Radio Rob, that I didn't have my best interest at the time. Do you think it's a bit like, uh, like, if you, you know, like, there's a, there's a fine line between being a genius and being mad. Do you think you're on uh, that line? Yeah, you only get a sort of like, it's like, I, here's, like knowing now what I know now, it's a tough <laughs> world to be eccentric when you're 20. You're not allowed to be eccentric when you're 20. As a 20 year old, if you're eccentric, you fucking do fucking weird as a 46 year old i now know that yeah i'm slightly eccentric there is a, a madness to me i can embrace that madness and play with it i don't have to fear it or judge it uh the way i did in the past mm. robert if you, if you could play one gig all over again which one would you go for is it, is that, by the way, is that, is that Robbie's gig or just one gig in general? Personal to you, Robbie. If you could go all over again from the off. Um, none of them. I'm glad to get them out of the way, to be honest. <laughs> Why? <laughs> if you look at Nebworth. Nebworth. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of the time with my shows, it's a religious experience. I get an out of body high where I'm experiencing something not many people on the planet get to experience. 
and it's absolutely ethereal, otherworldly, incredible. And then a lot of the time, I'm doing a job and um, I'm tired and there's 80,000 people staring at me and it's weird. Uh, that happens too. So if you look at like my big gigs like Nebworth, 135,000 people each evening, um, that was when I was my most depressed in my life. Right. Mm. So I, I, I wouldn't choose to relive that again. Now, it, for me, Nebworth is like my, um, my, my Premier League medal or my you know, qualifying for the European Championship. I'm so proud that I did that. And I'm so proud that it exists as a thing that I can, I can keep in my heart. But I wouldn't want to relive it again because I was, you know, I was distraught with, um, you with depression. Life. Yeah. yeah. You so, you know, my, my, the incredible highs of my career where I was the most famous doing the most things, breaking all sorts of records was when I it happened to coincide with me feeling the most suicidal and unhappy, you know? That, that leads us on to something. What's the worst thing about being who you were? Oh, can I just qualify? Uh, can, I, can I just qualify something too? I don't have to think back about which is the gig that I would relive because I've got all of these gigs in front of me. I'm not yeah. somebody in my house there's nothing that would suggest what I do for a job. I, no, I've given no, all no of my work, no zero. I've given them all away. I've given all of my platinum discs away. There is nothing that exists that would tell you what I am or what I do for a living. And the reason that is, is because things become a mausoleum to the past, and my best is yet to come. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't want to look at 1999 yeah. and go, I'm not, I'm not 1999 anymore. Always you know, room for I want to be 19. I tell you, the, the thing is, Rob, the difference with that is, right, from being new as a, as, a, as a massive pop star, footballers have not got that. We, we've not, at 30, 35, we've not no. got that to look forward to because we've, we've, we've shot as bolt, haven't we? We've spunked as low, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, you know, when you ask me what gig would you like to redo, I don't want to people think that I'm ungrateful for the gigs that I've done. I'm, I, as a person, I'm always going that way. I'm always going, right, what's next? Where's the action? Give it to me. What, do, who, what, what can I do with my creativity now? You must have tied well, with the fact I, I, of, right, do you know what? I can just, I'm going to sit on a beach now do nothing but i suppose there's only so long you can do that and then it builds up inside you know what, what i've got to keep achieving here's the thing so i was the most depressed and i made a bunch of money and i just thought well if it's my job that's making me unhappy just don't do it anymore so what i did was was i, I stayed in my house for three years you know that there, there was uh 24 hours a day, I was being followed by four carvals of paparazzi every single day. And it just sort of makes you go mental. And I'm competitive. I want to fucking win everything. And my competitive nature went, right, you bastards, check this out. 
I'm staying in. And I sat down. <laughs> <laughs> so so for three for three years I stayed in. And what that taught me was this. I understand why when people retire, they die pretty much soon after. Because yeah. I lost all purpose. You know, I didn't have a purpose in my life. And once I came back out of that sort of agoraphobic phase, um, I, I needed to relearn how to do my job again. And then that took 18 months. Like I was on the television and I was thinking, fucking hell, this used to feel so natural, but now I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. I sort of like walk, walk with my left foot and my left hand really unnaturally. Anyway, <laughs> the upside of that is I completely understand the benefit of having purpose and I'd never want to feel like that again. So I've got with, a with that, Robbie, with that, yeah. what is your biggest achievement? You can take that from performance or life achievement. In in your mind, what do you class as your biggest ever achievement? Being in a monogamous relationship. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> I can't even say the word. <laughs> it was say, isn't it? Monogamous. Monogamous. Serious question, Robert. Is that is that something that you struggle with? My biggest Okay, so my biggest, yeah, my biggest achievement <clears throat> is my relationship with my wife. And uh, my biggest achievement is the four children and their happiness um, and what they're becoming as people and their characters. Because, like, I went through the 90s sort of, like, you know, pillaging and um, sort of, yeah, <laughs> you know. And no, that, that's what you I, said, I, Robbie, when you said, when, uh, when you said posh spice, you went, oh, that's relative. Uh, ginger spice, sorry. Hey, listen, I, I'm saying now. So, um, <laughs> chips. And then I, I, I thought, well, you know, society at this moment expected me to behave like this, but actually deep inside, I want to be in a loving relationship and I want to be kind to that person and respect her and honor her and inside i was going well i do i keep my knob in the pants i fucking don't know how to do that <laughs> you know but I, but i had a suspicion that there was somebody in there that could become the person that i wanted to be and 14 years later i'm in a loving committed monogamous relationship uh with a beautiful person and four kids but it's a journey to get there isn't it you've won you have won um, yeah, but you know, it's that insatiable competitive nature that I've got. Plenty more to play I for. I know. Oh, there's so many more games left. The legs are all right. Um, <laughs> there's so much more to achieve. You know, I, um, I just need to keep going forward. We, Robert, we haven't spoke about soccer aid. Yes. Is that... Is that I mean, I remember watching it on the telly and you, you and your good friend, uh, Jonathan Wilkes. If it, as an outsider looking in, you just look like you were living the dream of playing with other footballers and in a big stage, fans watching you. Mixing, yeah. mixing uh, the worlds. 
It, it, look, we, we've, the most important thing is we've raised over 30, I think it's 38 million for UNICEF, which is great. I almost feel bad that it's that enjoyable. You know, you kind of feel like, well, shouldn't I be climbing Mount Everest for like 50p a mile or something? In whose life does this happen, right? You're at Old Trafford, you're in front of 75,000 people. Ben Shepherd is to the right of you, <laughs> and you say to Ben, Maradona Ben, Maradona Ben. <laughs> right, right, Maradona Ben, Maradona. But people have dreams that are like that. And like, actual Maradona is fucking running at you. It's easy enough for me though, right, Robbie? Right? I, don't know if this is, I don't know if this is just a footballer thing or what. But I, I was more excited to have you on here than if I had Zidane on here. Well, yeah. you know, I, I understand that. Because, like, if I bump into Popey, I'm more excited to bump into Popey than I am Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it... <you> know. <laughs> Keep it on, no. the, uh, on, on the football topic. What happened with the... With the uh, the old finger at, at the World Cup. Oh, I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly what happened. So um, I'm going out to Russia. I'm dead excited. Uh, they've asked me. To, FIFA have asked me to open the ceremony. It's it's an honour to do it. Uh, I get on the plane, fly over there, and then what happens is an MP back in England um, brings my name up in the Houses of Parliament, where he talks about me taking blood money from Putin. So, um, by the way, I didn't get paid for going to do that. You know, I, it, it was just, fuck me, Luke, I've been asked to do the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So that then generated 11,000 articles uh, around the world. Uh, 1,100 uh, 1, news articles, Robbie Williams, blood money, Putin. And like, I'm, I'm like, the, the, the fuck? <laughs> And then there was a concerted online effort to get me to stop playing, not because they didn't like my songs, just because they didn't, uh, they, didn't uh, they, they, could, they didn't believe the ethics of Russia, whatever, right? So people are bombarding all of my socials with pictures of dead babies. What? And what? they're going, yeah. How can you, yeah, exactly. How can you do this? How dare you, you scum, you know, da, 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 da. And it's like a concerted effort by a group of people that will, of course, remain anonymous. So uh, on the run-up to this very prestigious thing that I'm about to do, I'm getting these dark entities telling me that I'm a very bad person you know, for doing it. Yeah. And, for you know, I, of course, this is all going in, this is all going into my computer. And, and I'm going, this doesn't, this doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. So I took the energy of that out onto the pitch, sang a couple of songs, did rock DJ, got to the bit where pimping ain't easy. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, and I did this for free. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking what? And that, and that was that. But here's the thing, you know, so there was like a shit storm after that. But here's the thing, let me ask you this. Who opened the Brazilian World Cup? Shakira. No, yeah. it was, uh, it was, uh, Shakira did it. It was J-Lo and Pitbull. I've never heard of Pitbull. I've never heard of Pitbull. Okay. 
<laughs> but if you ask, if you asked who opened the uh, the Russian World Cup, I think people will always remember that. Listen, the, in short, they asked for Robbie and they got Robbie. Tell you what, gents, I had a heavenly Herbie sausage bolognese before. Really? I've not had that one. It was fabulous. From the Herbie sausage. A Herbie sausage bolognese. Have you had any this week, Chris? I have, but I tell a lie. My mum's my mom's on board, isn't she? All right, yes. She's made the um the fragrant lamb pilau. And I had the leftovers. It was magnificent. I've not had that one either. Tremendous. I've not had a bad meal from there, I'll be honest. Well, What's as it? we all know, HelloFresh is fresh quality ingredients for delicious dinners that you can cook at home. Easy to read, six-step recipe cards to cook delicious, fuss-free dinners. If, you, if you're ordering for the yeah. first time, don't do what I did and throw the meat in the bin. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was just the, uh, I thought it was like the cooler keep it cool but I'd actually throw on the uh, mate in the bin it's it's perfect if you if you've got a family and you can't really be asked cooking or whatever or shopping really yeah or shopping 20 minute variety of recipes never eat the same thing twice if you don't want to yeah. I mean just takes all stress out doesn't it stress out uh, going to the supermarket planning your meals and all that job done you know what you've got in your fridge vegetarian options hey do you know they've got now barbecues for the summer, but you you can order barbecue meals. So oh, you hear all yeah. the all the marinades and the and the spices when you're inviting everybody around. They think you're a whiz. That's the thing for me. I don't. Re- I never realised there's little things, the little pots that make this taste. You, 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 yeah. The little touches, John. Yeah, the, the little touches. You don't know. I wouldn't know even went in it. Got a summer choice as well for them. Like when you when you want them lighter meals. It's salad. Uh, I don't. I've never had a. I never wanted a lighter meal. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want a shepherd's pie on a hot summer's day, do you? Uh, yeah, I can eat a shepherd's pie on a hot summer's day, no bother. <laughs> well, for those of you that don't want a shepherd's pie whilst lounging in the back garden, you'd like a nice uh, a nice salad, then uh, there's the summer section. They've also got a premium eat-in now. It's like restaurant quality. You pay a little bit more, restaurant quality well, food. That must be incredible then, because the, the, the normal gear is good. Well, you get 50% off your first HelloFresh recipe box and 35% off your next three with the code COSH. HelloFresh provides all fresh seasonal ingredients and step-by-step recipe cards to cook up delicious dinners, and they're delivered straight to your door at any time that suits you. So all you've got to do is input the code COSH and get your 50% off your first HelloFresh recipe box and 35% off your next free. A flexible weekly subscription that has no minimum terms and means you can change, pause, or cancel your deliveries whenever you want to. Job done. You will not be disappointed. Robbie, let me ask you this before we finish, because... If, if we look at any current articles at the minute, and uh, you, um, you might not be able to say anything, legal reasons, but it's all about your, your swimming pool and Jimmy Page. Now, all I'm picturing is you with a bag of dog shit, leaving it on Jimmy Page's doorstep and setting it on fire and, and, make, and making a squid scalpers for it. Tell me it's true. Listen, I've been sued. I, I was doing... I was doing an interview in an Italian radio station, right? And uh, I don't know if I can even mention it. And uh, they asked me about this and I had a stock answer because my wife went, you're about to do a hundred interviews 
do not mention our next door neighbor. <laughs> and I thought I was doing really well. <laughs> and I, I was, they, they asked me this question and I gave my stock answer. Then they put a record on and I took my headphones off and I went, fucking listen to this. And then I unloaded, but I didn't know that it was actually going live on the internet. So uh, that cost me 15 grand. Oh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that then. Yeah, I, I've got this. I've got this from my missus. Ask Robbie made in Castle. Jin, uh, have you heard this? No, I, I haven't. haven't. I have, yeah. Okay, great. So I've rented this castle and uh, I, I, I'm in there and I'm in this huge fucking room and I go to sleep. And you know, when you uh, sort of wake up, but you're not fully awake, you, 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 you realize you're awake, but your eyelids are still closed. And you're like, there's something weird's going on in the room. It feels like, <laughs> feels like somebody's cleaning up. Why would they be cleaning up? What are they doing in my room? And I opened my eyes and there was this woman that could have been anywhere from 35 to 65. She looked very, very special. And uh, she had some headphones on with tape around them. And uh, it was plugged into a tape cassette. And this was, you know, tape cassettes. It was 1997. I'd not seen a tape cassette for a, a, a... <laughs> little. This was back in the day. And she had a feather duster in her hand. And I looked at her and I went, all right. And she went, all right. And she looked on the floor and the Calvin Kleins were on the floor. And she went, Kelvin Kleins? And I went, yeah. And she went, pussy. <laughs> and I went, right. And she went, uh, have you got morning glory? And I went, yeah. And she went, I'll wank you off. And I went, all right then. <laughs> well, you can't turn it down, can you? Fucking... Half so, in the morning. So uh, I closed my eyes, thought of England, and off, you know, she, she did a bit and then off she went. And I was like, well, that's, that's odd. <laughs> Later in that day, I went downstairs and I was talking to the woman that uh, ran this castle. And I said, hey, um, the cleaner that came in this morning, bit weird. And she went, we don't have cleaners on Wednesday. I went, what? Yeah, well, <laughs> cleaners don't come in on Wednesday. I was like, right. So somebody had broke into the castle with a doctor, <laughs> made the way to the bedroom, gave me a happy ending and left. But that's not the end of the story. Uh, that's not the end of the story. I'm telling this to my band. And I tell him the, the, the story, this is like a year later, and my guitarist goes, fuck me, that's Maureen from the pub. She said she did that and nobody believed her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, top girl Maureen. She must, have had, she must have had some fucking ladders, bless her. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh. Um, it's a lovely story, isn't it? <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, before you go, just tell us that you're happy. Right now, you're happy. Uh, mate, listen, when, when you take drugs, right, you get to this unbelievable steroidic sort of mythical land 
where you are superhuman. And then when you don't take them, you have to deal with the mess that you've made. Your serotonin goes, you're depressed, you've been covering up these blanks that you didn't know you had. And then you spend sort of 10 years in the wilderness trying to make your brain function properly. So you always think, if I feel 10 out of 10, I have to feel like I felt on cocaine. What I've come to realize is this, the new cocaine is content. I am incredibly content. I am loving life. Um, I, I love what is happening to me, what is coming to me. I love my ability to deal with it and enjoy it. I have never felt better since arriving on this planet. And at 40, 46, 47, are you, Rob? Yeah, it took its bastard time, though, but, you know. On a serious note, you, you must have had a fucking good time along the way, but to come out the other end and still be as happy as what you were must be incredible. I'm very, very grateful for the, uh, the times that I did have before the shit hit the fan. You know, you don't sort of go, hey, let's not go to sleep for 10 days and fuck everything up. Any <laughs> bit is wonderful and chaotic and cathartic and, and uh, you know, amazing in, in amazing places with amazing people. But then it ends up being doing cocaine and having it passed underneath your door by yourself and you're staying in your bedroom for seven days. That's the bit that um, that's where I got to. The start was a lot of fun. The raving days were incredible. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that there was no, there was no telephones with uh, cameras on because, you know, I'm in yeah. take that. I'm 18 and I've just done three E's and I'm in the middle of the dance floor. And then the next day we're sort of like on top of the pops going, a million love songs <laughs> The biggest thing I've taken from this, it, before this, before this Zoom call even started, was you were somebody that was so far out of reach of, of all three of us. And at the end, it was somebody that we could relate to and have a bit of crack with. And I think that's like... It's, yeah, it's I, 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 think that's, I think that's what, that's what happens with footballers too, you see, is like they only exist on this grass carpet. And that's why people are so abusive at them. They don't realize that they exist in the real world, being a real human being, having thoughts and feelings and families and, 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 and wives and fathers. You know, it's like, that's how I relate abuse that I get. It's like when I used to go watch Port Vale, and you give dogs abuse to that particular player that wasn't playing that good, it wasn't in a purple patch. And then you go home and you forget about it. And when I receive abuse now, I think, oh, it, it's like how I used to be Excuse when I was quick, in the bike. Quick piss, mate. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, Look at that chassis, Robbie. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that <laughs> chassis for starters? It's a, it's a uh, burly chassis for a fella that looks like Shirley Bassey. Oh, I like it. I like it. Robbie, I've had, I've had one request, right? And this is, I'm, I'm pushing me luck here. Just tell us if I am. But one of the lads from my gym, he just said, will you get Robbie to sing us angels? 
Oh. Butching your look. I did earlier. I did. Okay. <laughs> he, he was offline. He was working. He was. A, he's a shelfer, isn't he? <laughs> All right. There's a piss tech. There's a piss tech. There's a piss no, tech. No, no. your mate. Yeah. Just be a mate. Don't don't join in because it's putting me off. <laughs> uh, and through it. She offers me protection, a lot of love and affection, whether I'm right or wrong. And down the waterfall, wherever it may take me, I know that life won't break me. When I come to call, she won't forsake me. Nah, 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 nah. I'm loving parking instead. <laughs> oh, my. There we go, mate. Cheers. We massively appreciate you joining oh, us tonight. 100%. You would not believe. You would not believe. All stay safe. Thank you. Bye now. Cheers, Bye mate. Bye now. <laughs>Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.